Welcome to Update One, the podcast of the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Update One provides a forum for listeners to learn about national stories focusing on news, politics, and current events. Now, the latest edition of Update One. I'm National Press Club member Tom Young in Washington. The former president and chief executive of Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty has sounded an alarm about a looming disinformation threat. Thomas Kent joins us by telephone from New York. Thank you for your time, Tom. You wrote a recent op-ed piece in the Washington Post about upcoming technology to create faked video. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's uh, scary. We're talking about a new technical phenomenon called deep fake video. This would be, or is becoming already, totally convincing video of events that never happened. That is, people on video speaking with the authenticity of their own voices, uh, saying things they never said or doing things they never did. Some of it is really terrifyingly effective. We've seen falsified still photos through technology such as Photoshop, and they're bad enough. Why would manipulated video be even worse? Well, a lot of people have seen falsified photos and have become properly suspicious over time. Video is something else. For years, uh, journalists have been linking video to our news stories. And consumers really see it as the ultimate verifier. Now there's the potential that... uh, News consumers might not be able to believe what they see with their own eyes. It's already possible to edit video in misleading ways, and we recently saw reports about a video that falsely showed an airliner rolling more than 360 degrees on short final approach while landing in a storm. It was spliced together from a computer-generated sequence and unrelated news footage. According to a Washington Post piece, the video made its way onto Facebook and received nearly 14 million views. But you're talking about fakery that goes much deeper. Oh, yeah. The technology isn't 100% there yet, but it's getting better and better. You can sit in front of a camera and talk, and every lip movement of yours, every cocked eyebrow, can be transferred to a simultaneously running image of another person. Or by just working from a library of a real person's past speeches, the natural movements of that person's face and that person's lips can be adjusted to accompany words he never said, constructed from bits of his past speech. Uh, You can also create video of actions that never happened by combining video from multiple sources and creating from scratch what you don't have. The difference from fake videos in the past is that now you're talking about work that's so good, so to speak, that it doesn't have the jerkiness or another or um, other obvious clues that phony video used to. Wow. At the uh, helm of Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty, you led an organization dedicated to countering propaganda from repressive governments. How might a foreign government, or a domestic group for that matter, misuse this technology? Uh, unfortunately, it's not hard to imagine. Um, a country could create video of another country's leader saying outrageous or threatening things for the purpose of propagandizing its own people or sowing confusion worldwide. Our countries or groups could create practically anything, scenes of violence, scenes of vote fraud, whatever, that people would believe really happened. Your op-ed mentioned that the threat doesn't end with political propaganda. What about the impact of falsified videos on financial markets? 
Uh, so a speculator could fake a speech by the CEO of some company saying that it was about to go bankrupt um, or that it had just invented some new product that would revolutionize the market. You can imagine stocks moving very quickly on video like that before it was discovered. Um, and as I say in the post piece, you could use this technology in any domain. You could create a video of a touchdown that never happened or a singer's voice cracking uh, when, in fact, it never did. It occurs to me that the problem could extend to law enforcement, too. How might court cases be impacted if there's a question about whether surveillance video shows what actually happened? Well, it won't take long for people to start claiming that perfectly legitimate photo is fake because, technically speaking, it could be. Police may have to establish the whole chain of custody from the surveillance camera or the police officer's body cam all the way to the courtroom to prove that no one got to it. That's a good lead into my next question, the uh, threat to legitimate video. Uh, would this technology give people an excuse to dismiss anything they don't want to believe? Oh, yeah. It's certainly a problem for journalists. Uh, we use video to support our investigative work. If people say, well, I see this video, but, you know, yeah, that can all be made up. Uh, what does that mean for the credibility of investigative reporting? So what can the average media consumer do about this? Well, there is a window of opportunity at the moment for media consumers to become aware that this technology exists and to bring to video the same skepticism they've learned to bring to photos. For the moment, uh, deep fake video is really hard to produce and it's still not perfect. Um, often an ordinary person can smell something fishy. In fact, some people believe that deepfake video will never be convincing enough to be a real problem, that this is just another scare uh, and it'll never really be an issue. But that is, to some degree, betting against technology and also against people's desire to believe and see what they want to. You've noted a need for the media to avoid striking a tone of hopelessness about this. We can't just throw up our hands and say now it's too hard to tell truth from untruth. <laughs> no, uh, and we don't have to. Uh, this is a moment for honest news media to talk about the problem. It, it really needs to be publicized. Uh, and for news media to emphasize the safeguards that we use to verify the media that we put on our platforms. We've got to convince consumers that when they come to us, they get the real thing. It may ultimately be impossible for people to detect fake video by themselves, but they can choose the news brands they trust and rely on our verification and our fact-checking of phony video. Um, we just got to hope they choose brands that are truly honest. Well, thanks again for your time and expertise, Tom. We've been talking with Thomas Kent, former president and CEO of Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty, about the threat of manipulated video. I'm Tom Young, reporting for Update One at the National Press Club in Washington. You have been listening to Update One a production of the National Press Club's Broadcast Committee. You can comment on this show or any episode of Update One by going to facebook.com slash pressclubdc or on Twitter at pressclubdc. Thanks for listening to Update One.